Hey, hey, this is the Department of Promethean Science, stealing fire from the gods to make a better life for you and me. It is Monday, January 14th, 2013, and uh, I'm going to say welcome back, or maybe hopefully you'll say welcome back to me. Uh, I guess this is the start of volume three. We had kind of a, a little, a few weeks of break there. Um, I just sort of unplugged from the digital world right at the end of the year for a couple of weeks, and uh, I'm finding it difficult to ramp back up into all the things I have going on in 2013, although um, hopefully we'll be stable with uh, regular weekly releases of the podcast from this point on until my next break from society. Hopefully you're all doing well and uh, you're having a great new year. Let's hope that 2013 is substantially superior to 2012. That's what I'm looking for. But the podcast at least is off to a good start because I I finally got to record with someone that I've been trying to get for quite some time, Jared Jeffries. So he and I are improvising on this episode, and uh, I really had a great time. Our uh, our scene sort of delves into some pretty heavy <laughs> heavy duty uh, sort of subject matter, um, but our conversation afterwards uh, wound up being lengthy, and I think really uh, really enjoyable and insightful. I, I, he's a guy that I, I I respect a lot as far as. So the way that he thinks about improvisation, so our opportunity to talk together, I think, yielded some interesting fruits that I hope you enjoy consuming with your ears and so on. So if you have a suggestion uh, for a guest and I to use on an upcoming podcast, please send it to the email address at prometheanscience at gmail.com. That's P-R-O-M-E-T-H-E-A-N science at gmail.com with the subject line suggestion and then whatever you like the suggestion to be, to be in the body of the email. And then I'll open it up with the guest right before we start improvising so it's a surprise to each of us. If you've got any other kind of correspondence, please send it along to that same email address with anything else on the subject line. Um, The results of the awards voting will be out soon. It is uh, one of those cases where, yes, the new year break would be the perfect time to do it. I'm just trying to get my life together and uh, spend the right amount of time on everything, uh, managing to blast into this year with plenty of new things. Um, what I'll recommend that you check out is a is a, a movie starring Richard Burton called Night of the Iguana. Um, it is a uh, Tennessee Williams uh, uh, play that is that was turned into a movie. I just watched it uh, earlier this week. It at uh, Louis' suggestion, and it is a great time. It was it was a, it was a great movie. Really, really funny. Um, just just awesome. Everything that I could hope for, and I, I think I think little known at this point. I had not heard of it, um, but in order to, to it's it's the perfect thing to recommend to triangulate a few things. In that, um, I'm starting to uh, going to be doing four weeks of it, of Tennessee Williams inspired uh, genre of show at CIC on Saturdays at 8. And Jared Jeffries is in that cast with me. So that's how all those things lock together. So uh, without further ado, let's get onto the scene here. Here's Jared Jeffries and I improvising to a suggestion from John Pernsack. And that suggestion was Copper Tone. Oh, would you look at that? 
They put that right there in the bottle. What? Little baby's butt. Oh, yeah. You can... That's adorable. Well, yeah, it's adorable to you and me, but I mean... Yeah. You know who else shops here? Um, no, I don't... Any number of pedophiles, probably. Are you serious? Yeah. No. Absolutely. This is a nice neighborhood. Yeah, well, that's exactly... Every time... You know, when we watch Dateline, when I watch Dateline... And you, let's, can we admit that you were both watching Dateline, that, you know, you can pretend like you're reading the paper. I know you're listening to Dateline. Okay, yes. Okay, it's Carl. The, uh, no, I, I'm, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm listening to Dateline. I'm aware of what's yeah. happening on Dateline. All right. I, thank you, Jim. I appreciate that. Yeah. For, no, okay. Yeah. It, these things happen in sleepy little towns. Sleepy little towns. They're rocked to their core. We have, this town hasn't been rocked to its core in a long enough time that we're, we're right for it. It's like when... You know, it's like when you get your hubris, you know, and you build all these buildings. New York City is due for an earthquake. What? New York City is due for an earthquake. Cause they but what is that? Like, what does that have to do with Somerville? What I'm, Because if you, the longer you let yourself go, the uh-huh. more you're asking for it because you start to think, oh, well, I guess bad things can't happen to me. Carl... I think you're letting an awful lot just kick off from the idea. You think that there's just a horde of pedophiles that are going to be agitated into action. Hitherto inactive pedophiles that are going to be agitated into action because they happen to run across a copper tone display. I don't know how they work. Well, it, I'm you know it's you know it's, I don't know how they work either. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take the wild guess that. There is is not an army of just laying in wait pedophiles ready to be kicked into action because they happen to drop by a okay. uh, right. A, well, a I don't think they're all hiding in some bunker like waiting for a sign and they're like the copper tone. Well, of, it's not that, but I feel like let's say I'm just it, saying they're not. There's not a huge amount of suppressed individuals that are barely hanging on to their social mores that. And will be severed from them just because they run across this. That baby is adorable. It's a cute baby. Yeah, look at that. It's a cute dog, too. Yeah. Oh, it's an adorable dog. It's an adorable dog. dog. What do you want to do? You want to throw the book at that dog because it's trying to pull the clothes off of a kid? It doesn't count. Oh, yeah. Well, what does that have to do with that dog? Well, dogs can't sexually assault people. People can sexually assault dogs. That is not true. A dog could easily sexually assault a person. Well, according to the letter that you got from the disability office, no, they can. Yes, they can. They can, and they did. All right. Okay? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring that no, up. No, I mean, I think it's inappropriate. All right. Okay? Oh, I'm sorry. Look, I'm causing a scene. Did I t- Just... That's not my fault. Oh, it's not your fault. Okay. I'm sorry. Look. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have brought it up. We're, we're driving... We're driving not to the nearest target. You know, we're already driving five miles to the next target. You know, let's not make a scene at this one, too. I'm just going to need a few minutes to collect myself, okay? okay? Because you managed to put that stuff away. And you managed to sort of, yeah, you get along with your life. Now, I'm going to, the whole day is going to be me feeling... I'm feeling really, that I'm guy's sorry. paws on my hips. I'm sorry. And his little head just Jim, I'm sorry. I shouldn't jerking have... back and forth right right at waist level. <sighs> Disgusting beast. 
You spilled barbecue sauce all over you. I'm not blaming you. Yeah. I'm not blaming you. I'm not blaming Oh, because Oh, because I have an accident at a barbecue, I deserve to have a dog fillet me against my will. I mean, sorry, that barbecue sauce was all off, and he kept going to town. Sorry. And I said, stop, and I was slapping him in his dog eyes, and he just closed him up and finished his business. I gotta, I gotta just work on myself. I mean, but Carl, why do you have to start an argument about every single thing? Uh, particularly can't, that. like, I can't even buy some sunscreen without... It's just... I've got to make a point about everything. I'm sorry. As a victim of a canine on human sex crime, it seems like you see sex crimes everywhere we go. It's like, we got to keep talking about it. I just want to bury it down. I'm sorry. I would like to bury it I'm down. I'm sorry. I, just, I was just trying to make the point that if you had 10 pedophiles come in here, I bet 8 out of 10 would pick this sunscreen. Well, that, know, that's... And the other two would get sunburnt, because I'm telling you, all of them are going to pick this. That's, that's neither... But here nor there. You know what? Then, then, but as long as they're not being spurred into action, then what you're saying is that Coppertone has made the right choice to target the pedophile demographic for suntan lotion buyers. Congratulations to them. Congratulations. I, I hope those people get sunburned. I don't want them to be marketed to. Oh. I'm sorry. I, if they're not, you can't blame some buddy for what they have in their heart if they manage to hold it back you know everybody's got a dark side including animals do you want to wait here for a minute because I have to and I don't I'm really sorry but I do have to buy I'm buying Christmas presents I have to buy a a toy for my nephew's dog no you won't just wait here for one minute. Uh, no, fine, I will. But you gotta. Do you want to come with me? Or no, absolutely do- not. I'd like to give a lump of coal to that dog. Okay. Well, is it? All, do you have a thing against all dogs too? What if I? I don't trust you? dogs. I don't trust dogs now. Every time I see a dog, I see it looking at me, sizing me up, seeing what it can get. You know, let's just run our errands. I'll be here. Sorry, Jim. I still love you, Carl. Love you, buddy. And that's our time. <laughs> we must say Dateline's on. <laughs> Dateline's on this. All right, I'm setting it, setting it for 16. <clears throat> um, so. How long was that, do you think? Um... That was probably three yeah three three four five cool. something like that. It was right right in line with uh, with the the length that they usually are. Oh good. So yeah, that was good. Um, so uh, so I I it, I really I really liked the the ease of the relationship. It was so f- that I think it was so funny that reflection point where it was like you know we we're kind of talking about it and then all of a sudden it was like I think what we're saying is that this has happened to me. Yeah, it <laughs> was know? a fun discovery that. It, it got. It was funny. It was a little. It was gamier at that point. Than, yeah. You know, but. Um, well, it's. I didn't it, feel like it overtook. No. What was happening. It was. It was interesting because it, it seemed like it was a. T- it was like a story of two halves in the scene for for me, where it was like a very mild, like sort of slice of life thing, where we were just having a theoretical yeah. conversation, and then, right at that moment, it became so much more of like a a uh, in, intense emotional dealing with something at the moment like uh, 
much more absurd. Yeah. You know, there was some absurdity in the conversation yeah, well, before that. The height but, of absurdity being without that it didn't hump you, deflated <laughs> yeah. you. No, that dog sucked my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Which puts a whole other spin on what, what you were doing at the barbecue. Well, it just seemed that that, that to me seemed like a funnier, funnier oh, style. Oh, it's a very funny, yeah. Assault, but idea. I mean, if we wanted to, I think we could have pursued that whole thing, but I think it would have just gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it would have, um, and it would have been funny then but I feel like you might as well have just chopped off the first part of that scene if you went down that road because now it's just me playing a straight man interviewing you about yeah. like, boy how did this happen yeah. and you kind of funnily explain that but, yeah I much more prefer I, I yeah. much pr- more prefer like sort of it, it was that, that was something it, that I kind like of enjoyed we're negating the beginning then if we did that yeah. like I will almost retract like you know even though I had it in my after after it was you know, sort of the implication was revealed that I had been sexually assaulted by a dog. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, you know, that's really horrifying. Let's at least make it like a little bit, a little less horrifying and a little bit right. more funny. You run into a strange, sticky territory too when you start like, when you start projecting, when you, if you're using a, map, a mapping sort of game over rape or something, yeah. then you're like, yeah. You're in a weird, rocky territory. Yeah, it's pretty heavy duty. Yeah. And it's got to be taken serious. I mean, it really has to be taken seriously. And I feel like that one went fine. There's there's other ways that that could have gone where... um, Right, where you end up... um, Yeah, you know... By by mapping something... Mapping that serious thing onto something less serious where you can take away from the seriousness of the actual... The real thing, you know, the real rape. Yeah. You can take away from the seriousness of that... Instead of showing the absurdity of this guy's, you know, mapping of the, you know, yeah, yeah. So he's taking what happened to him to an absurd level, uh, instead of um, taking away the, you know, the, the how yeah, powerfully the, awful, you know, yeah. the actual thing is. Yeah, you so, know, it's like there's no. I don't want to revel and wallow in like something terrible and make light. Of yeah, it, you know, make it's like that's yeah. make light of yeah exactly the weight of the real thing, and so by making it sort of by nudging it away from yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. you know, especially if you're, if you're just r- railing on how, uh, um, the horrible details of something to try and get some sort of like humor response mm-hmm. is just terrible. It's right. awful. You know? Right. Yeah. I'm a big fan though of like what happened in that scene of being able to take something, you know, that's, is theoretical and just make it personal to that person. It's always, oh, yeah. always going to work. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, I mean... Well, it's, it's interesting to me. I was very sort of, like, surprised at that turn, and... Oh, yeah, I was surprised at that, too. I was, like... You know, it was a, it was definitely a moment of, like, oh, oh, whoa, yeah, uh... Okay, yeah, this is, like, a really, a really surprising turn for what we were, what we were ha- having there, and it's, like, such a dis- distinct shift in the scene. But then there were points where it was, like, uh, I was... It very quickly popped in there exactly what happened, and I pictured it to be me to be an ex-fire dog. <laughs> like a Dalmatian. A Dalmatian. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, oh, he knew what he was yeah, doing. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> but, a tough dog yeah. around people. He's used to having what he wants. Right. And it was like, but then, I, and, and, but in, even though I had that, all that stuff in my head, I was like, I think I, like, being that character, I was like, I had a lot of trauma. So instead of just saying a bunch of, like, descriptive like yeah. stuff I was like I think I want to like pull back on like mm-hmm. actually saying some of the stuff and when it when it comes up to come out mm-hmm. 
it can come out, but I'm not going to, like, dive into, like, retelling the story or anything, you know? So, and I think maybe that's speaking to what you were, what, what you were saying about keeping it still about us, you know, rather than having it detour into just, yeah. like, a recounting of it, it being, like, yeah. why are you always so alert for... The, for sex crimes. <laughs> yeah, and I think well, that's the thing is I think that if the if the scene had started as a all right, have a seat. All right, well let's talk about this thing that happened. If maybe you had let's say this was done in a piece and you at some point mentioned that you were sexually assaulted by a dog, and because of that scene, that sort of comes out almost maybe a non sequitur almost, yeah. you know, that that can't be addressed in that scene. Or so maybe like three or four scenes down the road, somebody is like, okay, I'm your therapist. Then that might go into this description and we, and we deal with like, why are you in this situation? Like, why do you keep finding yourself in this situation? We go through the whole long history of this guy with dogs. Probably Farrell would tag in and try to... And play one out or something, right. whatever. Make but, it even more but because awful. of the way that scene started, of just these two, what it felt to me like maybe two roommates that are a de facto married couple at this point. That's what I was feeling. Yeah. Is I was like, as we were playing, I was like, the very beginning of it just felt like, to me, oh, we're essentially a married couple. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, not gay, both... not gay guys, but just a de facto. Yeah, married. Well, I couple. thought like, when we first started, I thought I was a woman. Yeah, you know? I thought maybe I was a woman when we first started. Yeah, so. and then when as we went through, it was like, oh, we're both, and then it was like, yeah, okay, we're uh, essentially married, like the yeah. guys who like, you know, the old bachelors. Yeah, <laughs> old, old bachelors that like never really had a lot of girls around, just mm. always just to like, you know, kind of nerdy. You know, yeah, or um, so <laughs> they would put Dateline on while yeah, one, exactly, one reads like, the paper. very kind of boring um, uh, guys, but. Yeah, because of the way that started, like I felt like it would just be completely dismissing that if we just completely dove into that stuff. Although that would have been fun yeah. to explore too. Yeah, it just it's I mean considering that you know it definitely was like an emotional spike for me where it was like I became much less composed and much more like traumatized and had you know I felt like I was the a, a relatively calm voice of reason up to yeah. that point of like yeah. hey come on let's not. And then when we had that revelation, it was like, okay, I can't hold it together. That's anymore. always been a worry, though. Yeah, like when somebody's, um, like, well, can you imagine if this happened or this happened? And you know, can I imagine it? It did happen to me. Right. You know, it's 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 always just it funnels everything down into a sharp you know, yeah, laser yeah. point, and uh, you know, and it's gonna you can go from kind of oh we're sort of drifting around, kind of talking about things. It's we're finding something. And that, and I think that being in that feels okay for maybe a minute or so, and watching that feels okay for about a minute or so. But you don't want to watch people just drift forever. I think when you can all of a sudden really quickly grab that into something personal and make it into, oh, now we got to deal with this, you and I, right now, you right. Know, then uh-huh. it's, it's going to, about that minute point or whatever, I'm just guessing, you know, that feels uh, tight there. Yeah, that was, it was, it, it was a, it was a, it was a funny, it was a, just a funny rhythmic kind of change, you know, because of that, you know, mm-hmm. it was like such a sudden snap point of like, oh man, this is, this is what's really happening. Right. Here. And it feels more genuine. You know? I, I find myself pushing away from things that are funny sometimes. Have you ever noticed yeah, that? Yeah. Like, 
I'll find myself because uh, it feels disingenuous. Um, oh, absolutely! When you yeah. notice yeah. Uh, a really simple game or something funny, and as much as you know, probably you should even go for it. Probably if you're doing it in front of an audience, they're probably want to but if i feel like it's obvious enough that they see it too and i know it and i i feel like oh it just feels just i try i push yeah. away from i go back to like oh i kind of see you're trying to get me to do this and i i should say yes to that probably but i feel like in order to keep the integrity of what i'm doing and what's having the scene i want to you know keep this more real um so I can I, I completely yeah. agree i completely agree and especially you know. when you see it going into the scene but if you I think maybe that's the difference between invention and discovery, you know, mm-hmm. when you don't really know what it is and then all of a sudden you find it right there and yeah. you find, you know, then it feels like, okay, yeah, we can play this now yeah. because it feels like we actually found it in a, in a way that seemed organic to the way we were building things. Yeah, there's there's a lot more freedom to that, you know. It's it is when it's when it's when it feels so kind of mechanical or mathematical, it's it I I have that same impulse or it's like I I do kind of like just sort of like, well, we already see, you know, there is, we already see what it is. Everybody already sees what it is. And, you know, it's forcing, I mean, it's like maybe, maybe people want to see that mechanical repetition, but it just doesn't feel that good. You know, it's kind of like a, like one of those like Jack in the box things, you know, it's like, okay, we see what it is. We know what's going to happen. I'm not, I don't want to wind the handle for you. (laughs) It's, it's put you in a strange place when you feel like the other person's offering that. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't want to deny that offer that they're making, but I guess, and that's a whole thing you could debate for a long time, I guess is, is that could someone make an offer to you that saying yes to that offer the way that they're, they're trying to get you to say yes to could actually deny what has happened up until that point or deny the integrity of what's happening. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I, you know, it's, it's that, that's interesting too, because when you notice something that is kind of, um, constructed in that fashion, Mm -hmm. it's sort of like, and it puts you into that point of like having to make a calculated choice. It's almost like either way there's calculation, you know, you, it, you know, you're, you could be saying, yes, I'll play this game, you know, and then you, you wind up playing something simple and maybe not true. Mm-hmm. And, but if you say no, then you're all, you're also sort of like, you, you're also step, perhaps stepping outside of what, you know, what, wh- who you may have been mm-hmm. and making the an improviser choice to say, I'm going to I'm going to do this game or I'm not going to do this game, and it's because of an improviser point of recognition. And really, it feels like the 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 thing the way that I would feel best about that would be if I could have that re- it, let that recognition pass by me, and not make a not make an improviser choice to say I'm going to play this game or I'm not going to play this game, but but try and still stay in character and just be like, okay, if it makes sense to say some kind of yes to this and I will and if there is a game thing here and it's not true to me to like do a repetitive yes step in order to keep a machine turning yeah. then I won't do that but I won't I also won't violate character just to avoid shunt, shunting into like a mechanical circuit mm-hmm. you know I mean it's it's that's really it's so hard to do because yeah. I do I do recoil from like the 
when things become mechanical rather than like playing in a place of naturalism. I do recoil right. from that, but and that's know. a big difference in the shows that I know the shows that I'll see that I'll enjoy or not enjoy, and I see an audience loving it, and I'm like, these are obviously extremely skilled people to do what they're doing. And they're they're doing what they're doing better than I can do it for sure. Much you know, and and everyone's loving it. But it's like sometimes you can feel. I don't, I don't feel like I'm what I'm seeing is inspired right now. Yeah. It feels like they're seeing just the pieces they need to do, and they're those mechanical sort of moves. Like yeah, it's it, it's kind of overly intellectualized, you know. Yeah. And and as as strange as it, uh, maybe it's not strange. It just feels like it's the whole thing is really actually in a. It's it's supported by your intelligence, but really it's an emotional experience, you know, mm-hmm. like la- and because even you know just the notion of laughing mm-hmm. is right. emotional, it's you know, involuntary. It's, you know, you you may be I think amusement can be intellectual, yeah. You know, as you see all the uh, all your various pieces like dance alongside each other, and it's like, ooh, what a I'm very amused by the construction, but. That but actual sort of like laughter is seems much more emotional. It's almost like when things might it, it's when things break or things fall into place and you kind of have a surprise. Right. And so it's like I, I'm I, I do want to steer clear of you know I do have yeah. like a, a a a catch against those things that are like that are not surprising that have no inbu- that seem to even if they seem like they could be funny mm-hmm. they seem like they exist to eliminate potential for surprise and that's what I don't want to drift into I don't want to drift into those things that eliminate the potential for surprise to me this begs the question of how which I want to know from you because it sounds like you have a lot of intellectual processes going on oh yeah I'm sure do you find your, I mean that whole argument of like being in your head or outside of your head um how conscious are you of the moves you're making while you're making them in a scene? Um, interior to a scene um, yeah. is it's it's I think only uh, uh, when things are going well only if it's instantaneous you know I think a lot of my thinking that I do is outside of a scene mm-hmm. you know is like on sidelines or um you know, kind of when I'm in a more of an observational role. And then it's sort of like, and then that is sort of like processing what's happening and being like, okay, I think this is what I think this is. And then here's what, here, here's what, what in, what it might inspire me to add to like, to, to poke it with, to see where it might go. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm almost, I, I feel like anything that I do as far as kind of like move making goes mm-hmm. is never to produce a specific result, but rather to create an environment where something might happen. And right. so when I'm in a scene, I'm just like, I just try and be somebody and like, but still, if I throw know. a line at you, like for me, um, I don't want to find out. Cause for me, I think what I would like to be at, at that ideal, you know, nirvanic state that yeah. we all, that improvisers talk about or whatever, of being out of your head, of being, I, I would love a, a totally emotional in the moment response where you say a line to me and I am almost unaware of 
you know, uh, performance of being of the artifice of it. I'm just, I am this person. You say something to me, and I, I'm surprised by what you say because I, I don't know what you're going to say. Yeah. And I react to what you say, you know, uh, through my own internal character thing. Instead, in nearly all cases, I'm, I'm so very rarely completely, you know, in the state. There's different varying levels of yeah. being aware of, yeah. uh, of consciously aware of what I'm doing. Um, but it, at best, in most cases, it you say a line to me, it goes to me, and it still goes through some layer of me consciously, you know, some conscious thought about that before I almost like faster than I could, than I would think I could process it, am deciding how I feel about that on some level. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. On some level, like whether uh-huh. I want it to or not, if I'm being really realistic about it. Yeah. I'm th- I, I think so. I mean, in some cases, I might even find that maybe my brain, almost feel like my brain is separated where I'm reacting to what's happening, but some part of my brain is reserved for going, how's this going? Does it need, the, what does it need right now? Yeah. How's it, you know? No, that's um, true. I do think that that I'd kind like of I'd like to processing. be completely divorced of that and just feel like, Whoa! Where was I the last five? Minutes, yeah, yeah. You know? But I don't know if I'm. I don't know if that's ever there. Yeah, I don't know if that's entire. I think there's always going to be some amount of processing or awareness. You know, mm-hmm. almost always, even when you're in the maximally intense, like, uh, you know, I I'm in this thing. I'm feeling this thing. Like, I think there's there's always going to be some amount of process and observation, but. I think that hopefully while a scene's happening, it's super passive. Hopefully, you know? yeah. And, and it's... On it, the best scenes, I think it is. Sometimes I almost yeah. wonder, too, if that state of being out of your head that people describe is just because of the process you were doing in the moment, it was such that afterward you can't really remember it. You know what uh-huh. I mean? As opposed to it totally actually being gone while you were in the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I I don't think. See, that's the thing. It's like yeah, I don't think we'll. It will actually go. You know, it won't yeah. go away because it's yeah. not. You know, we're not. Um, we're not really like having a split personality yeah. moment. You know, but, but, but I do think that there's those moments where it's like you really kind of like. It, it's we were talking about this before we started recording, but that notion of being able to feel humiliation, yeah, like, from years and years and years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's almost like a similar feeling to that, you know, it's like when you really are kind of like locked into playing something, you can accept a set of feelings about what's happening Mm. that feels true, even though it's kind of, even though it's not really what, you know, really you're playing on stage and it's not really what the present condition is, but you're accepting it and you can really feel it, you know, and I think that you still understand that you're playing and still see that that's happening, but like actually feeling is um is kind of great yeah and i think you get there and i think you get there often through surprise you don't get yeah. there through like figuring out what those what the games are that you right know, that you're gonna yeah play. if i have an idea of what the parameters of your response to my action is going to be then it, that takes away yeah. so much of, it, it can become this calculating thing that yeah. if you genuinely surprise me I'm so much more likely to bypass some of that intellectual thought about what you're saying yeah as an improviser you know and it's like as a character maybe you do have expectations and that's fine you know if they meet your expectations as a character that's fine but you as an improviser you don't want to be scripting for somebody else right right? and that's the thing and I think that's what's what's maybe even the the, even more like important like the, the, the kind of cool 
cool thing about it to me is that like this idea of as a scene once the scene gets going that that calculation those improviser moves should radically drop off yeah so it's sort of like the calcul you know the the intellectual processing thought process stuff can happen ought to happen maybe at the beginning of a scene because you're trying to like put possibility out there right you're, that makes you're sense, actually yeah. making making choices and and executing on your craft in such a way as to create a space where the maximum ability to have a, a, a surprising or an, an engaging, maybe not, maybe surprising even the right word, but an engaging moment happens right, yeah. where the calculation drops away. And so that's why you don't want to limit your possibilities maybe with like a, a very obvious, simple game that is, that is a, that's going to be like, I'm dictating to you as an improviser what I want you to do as right, an improviser, yeah. but rather here's, here, okay, here's my, here's the space to play. Okay, you said this back to me, and it's almost like we exchange we we exchanged a, a contract as improvisers that we're okay playing in the space, mm-hmm. and now we can forget about all that stuff. Right. And just I like go. that way of thinking about it a lot of the uh, those moves, the fading away of that. Because yeah, yeah. I, a lot of times, I mean, because you will hear people will give notes about like you know just you know start with intent, you know say. Yeah. Go ahead and say, thanks, Dad, for coming to the yeah. school thing, you know? Uh, but anything beyond a line or, or to any intent past that of like, oh, I'm going to set this up in the school because then he can call back this thing from earlier and then we right. it's like... It's just too It's, it's too just, much. what's the point? Why are we here then? Why yeah. are we improvising? Like, let's just write it down. Let's stop yeah. the show after three <laughs> scenes and just go write a sketch show or something. You know? Yeah, and like, I mean, that stuff, like... And it's it doesn't feel nearly as serendipitous. Yeah, you know, I mean, you have all that stuff running in the background. It's it's so I feel like you know that's part of like the the very background processing is that maybe you do have a per, a perfect connection, or maybe you can set starting a scene, you can set up a space where it can happen. But it, if it does happen and happens more naturally, then it's a lot more. I feel like it's a lot more rewarding. You know, it's it's funny. I kind of like thinking about um, thinking about that that doing some self-analysis of like, oh yeah, this is how I, how I do it. Like playing, especially like playing those Rainbow Deli shows, like going into them, you know, because we're, the the show is is just a chain of like what performers outside of the, of the stage space find interesting mm-hmm. and want to shove in one direction or another. So it's, to me, I wind up doing that, like doing kind of, it, it's, it's almost the most clear way for me to sort of like observe my process mm-hmm. because I'm shoving, I'm like seeing something and being like, oh, that's interesting. I think I would want to push on that, mm-hmm. you know, and I push on it and then sometimes it takes off mm-hmm. and like becomes something really big and crazy and the, uh, and and fun. And then sometimes it's just like, it can be kind of a premisey start to a new scene, but then... If it doesn't, if it's just like, oh yeah, okay, and then I almost just as I enjoy those moments where it's like, okay, everything I set up top deals with everything I set up top, yeah. and now we're just like d- sharing the space, and it can even just be like, well, are are you hungry? Let's go get yeah. some lunch, and that I, is even rewarding, like the drop off yeah. of. Oh, well, I think know. that speaks to you guys to that thing about surprise. You guys generally seem to surprise each other a lot. They, yeah. Which you can tell, I mean, I can tell watching a Rainbow Deli scene, I can tell watching a scene, like, oh, 
somebody said something right there, oh, that's going to turn into it. Like somebody's, <laughs> yeah. somebody's going to tag in right about now. But then it rarely is going to go with the direction that you could predict. Yeah. You know, yeah. off of that. You go, oh, well, he said uh, something about Neil Diamond's, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, hamburger you know stand or whatever it's like oh we're gonna see Neil. so if somebody tags in but then the scene isn't gonna be some weird some just something right. riffing on Neil Diamond it's, it's not gonna, gonna be a somebody's gonna say yeah. something genuinely surprising in that that they go what and then we all have to and then you have to follow that for a while and, the, and everyone's going how did that happen you know and so it really um, it's a, I feel like it, it feels to me like yeah. it's the best crystallization of, of that that point of philosophy of like a start is just a start exactly like we do a lot of starts and that's maybe a lot of like where our intellectual work is, but the thing that winds up being really enjoyable is what happens after the start. You know, yep. we have very rich starts to things that become, you know, and then yeah. who knows? Sometimes it won't become anything it's at all. Sometimes it, yeah. it, it becomes that thing from last night where it's the, there's, it was so great. There's a guy sitting in the front, uh, front row who had taken his glasses <laughs> off and was just had his head down because he was crying after the, um, make a wish kid making out with the quadriplegic oh, horse yeah, on the yeah, beach, yeah. beach scene and like if you just said that it would be like come on but the yeah. fact that it actually like kind of like that's one of those things I think that makes out, you um, know? like sketch and improv very hard to review is you read some review like oh they oh this review oh they love this show like uh, and they'll make mention of like uh uh, make a wish girl making <laughs> making out with uh, a quadriplegic horse on the beach you're like uh, so this show sounds so wacky. Yeah. But it took half an hour to get to that of yeah. perfect logical sense of yeah. how we got there, you know. Yeah. And, it's and I like that, those that and people love yeah. that, you know. It's, it was wonderful. It was it was a magical moment, you know. Uh, and it was earned. I we're probably running out of time, but I think the uh, astute, yeah the dog barked yeah. a while ago, but it's, uh, astute yeah. listeners will notice though that um, during during that the scene that, that we performed the. Um, there was a moment where you made an offer, and I didn't really take it anywhere. I wanted to talk about that for a second. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you said something along the lines of, I keep... You basically set yourself up that you had maybe a history of... Uh, that I had critiqued a history of you, you know, like getting uh, into these situations of... Oh, your, yeah. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was just the... So, so I think what, you know, it's, uh, it's almost like the backfill of, of things making sense. Like this, yeah. ju- this, like everything, everything that enters the common space is true, you know? Yeah. And so sometimes I feel like that takes a little work to line those things up, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, and, but I love doing that. I love, I love not having any choice, but saying yes everything that we put out here is true and this is how they all work together. And so I think what was happening there was, you know, we'd been playing for a while where, um, the, where we had been very mild about this stuff, you know, and fairly mild about the idea of a copper tone bottle, uh, inciting pedophiles Mm. into it just in, you know, getting, getting them aroused, you know? And once, the realization happened that like I was actually a victim of assault. I was oh. like, Oh, well then I had been suppressing, you know, I've been suppressing hard to be able to even have this conversation. Yeah. But I think that it informed me that prior to this, I had been suppressing hard and I was really working hard on trying to like mm-hmm. just have it be a conversation and not have it be about me. Right. Yeah. And then after it, 
after it had the turn that it had, I was like, okay, now I think I understand exactly how this always happens. It's like we are this old married couple that essentially that have buttons that we push on each other. What you know, love each other, but also like annoy each other because we've worked up enough history to annoy each Mm -hmm. other, and you know, sometimes be destructive to each other. And so my thought there was like, you constantly are just having these wild thoughts where you just run into something and are like, well, would you look at that? And it sets you off on a chain of talking about how this is good. Basically, you can't help but have innocuous things force you to start having conversations about various kinds of sexual assault. And as a victim of 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 that thing, I'm like, I'm like, our relationship is strong enough that I know that you don't mean to do it. It's just a quirk of yours. And so that was kind mm-hmm. of like the the connecting piece of like, okay, you've finally broken me. We're talking about this again. Yeah. And 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 I was upset, mm-hmm. but I wasn't upset like it was the first time we had this conversation. Right. Like I think because of the, the improvisation and kind of tumbling into it and having that realization, it was more like, oh, this again? Yeah. I'm really upset about this, but it wasn't like, I just had a found memory. And so to me, I'm like, this is a microcosm of we do this our typical, yeah. yeah, our typical right. way of relating to, to each to other. To me, it felt like an offer um, of like, uh, it felt like, a, or a gift of, however you want to phrase that, of like, uh, ah, this character does this a lot. Before the end of the scene, I should probably go off on another thing or this kind of thing. And it wasn't, um, it was, we were talking about earlier about having the thing of like, I definitely saw that as a gift. And rather than, we talked about how I would sometimes see this, oh, this seems too easy, I'm going to run away from yeah, this. Yeah. It wasn't that at all. It was more like, oh, I see that. That's a really good idea. But I don't, I'm not, I feel like I have to think of something yeah. and I can't do that right now because yeah. I'm too busy doing this. Yeah. You know? well, and, I and, was, was... and there are moments where I think, I think even honestly being up on our feet, you know, yeah. and having a physical space where I would, for some reason, um, if my body were more engaged and like, oh, let me grab this thing. Oh, this yeah. now yeah. connects to something I have to make a point about. And then I'm somehow probably accidentally set you off. Yeah. I feel like that might even be more likely. But um, sitting down the way that we are, um, I find it harder to to find the inspiration for that to happen. I'm always wondering. I've thought about this recently. I have um, I have a really bad imagination. <laughs> like a really weak imagination. I whenever if um, like when I thought about coming over here uh, on the train right over here, I was like thinking, like, I wonder how that setup goes and. <laughs> And the setup I'm picturing is my room. <laughs> like, if somebody tells me a story that takes place, even when we were talking just now about uh, uh, in the scene, uh, like when I'm watching Dateline, you're trying to read your paper. Yeah. I'm picturing my my parents' living room because my parents, <laughs> my mom watches Dateline, oh, so that's, that's it. You know, I can't ever imagine a space that isn't very familiar to me. When right. if you told me a story about you growing up, I'm picturing you growing up in my house. In your house. I grew up and, <laughs> And so when we were talking about this, I'm imagining we're in the, uh, a Target, the yep. Target uh, in Uptown, and uh, <laughs> and so for some yeah, so I have a trouble being like oh, and here's this and just have it pop into my so I think maybe that trigger of just having physically move around and 
pretend to hold something in your hands. Yeah. Go like, oh, what? My hands are in this shape. What could this be? Oh, it's a bottle of syrup. Is what yeah. I'm picturing right now. Yeah. You know. Um, that's really that's so. It, and somehow that for me, I think might have been the difference between me going like, I see that as a gift, but I'm having trouble myself using it right now. Yeah. Versus me just being like, oh yeah, I'm gonna run with that. Well, know? I think I think the the thing that's I mean that is rare, really interesting, and it is it has been like a weird adaptation to play in this way, you know, mm-hmm. like seated and like you yeah. know, I mean. I think the eye the we benefit from the eye contact, but the well, that lack was something of weird too. You noticed that like, I wasn't making eye contact for the whole thing, especially oh, at the yeah, very beginning. Yeah. I was looking at the microphone for a minute because the only times I've improvised, um, for the most part, that it, it uh, over like a radio thing would yeah. be it'd be more like a bat, right, you right, know? right, yeah. And so I'm used to like almost like shutting down and picturing this, space, trying to use yeah. my my mind's eye yeah. or whatever. Um, <laughs> So then it was weird to be like, we're making eye contact, but I'm not moving in the way that I think this character is moving. Yeah, it's yeah. really strange. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a very strangely different way of um different way of improvising. It has its pluses and, mm-hmm. and minuses, you know. But um but I like the intimacy too and like the fact that it re- we really feel like we're together and there's like not pressure kind of oh, and all that stuff. But the but I think actually what's most interesting about to for me about that kind of like notion is that it it wasn't it, it, just perfect for the conversation that we were having. That that use that me sort of like saying, you know, that this is, you know, a frequent thing that happens. Um was me just reacting to what had happened up yeah. to that point and was not an overt choice by me at all to say... To try to direct the yeah. scene. You know, like, so the, fa- the fact that you... Um, th- that To me, it was justification, mm-hmm. but it was just another another a brick in the building mm-hmm. uh, that we were doing. But the fact that you saw that as an opportunity, I think, is really il- illustrative of like exactly what we're talking about. It's mm-hmm. like... It's not an overt, and you know the fact yeah, that you had a choice. Opportunity is a good word for it too. Yeah. Because whether it's an intentional, you know, I'm going to say this about you. Yeah. You know, thing. It's 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 got it's yeah a it's, gift. Uh, opportunity is a good word for it. It's know? cool that it stuck out to you. Use it or you not. know, yeah. Because it was like, for me, it was just like, oh well, this is the reality of it, and like I'm feeling like the the, the cadence of what we're playing illustrates to me that this is that you have done this before but it's it, it but that was more just like really what I was saying to you character to character and I like that it stuck out to you and you had a that you made a choice on that you know mm-hmm. and but and if that choice had been to drill into it I would have been fine with it but like I actually had like no notice of it being something that was not executed on you know I mean I would have yeah. been comfortable with like what are you talking about when it's, it's, you know, just like, oh, really? I don't do it that much. Yeah. And then forcing me to, like, right now, I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. I'm sure I would have said something. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, to, to launch that series would have been fine. But I also... Yeah, like, it just felt like a missed opportunity to me. As somebody, because I know something, like, oh, I really want to do it. And I was yeah. like, okay, go ahead, brain. Where, nothing, <laughs> nothing there. Okay, just keep them. Great, because you need to stay in this moment. But the know? reality of those characters is such that, like, we both know what we're... What, we're talking about there and yeah it, it reveals to me that like you kind of acknowledge that that does happen and so mm-hmm. we don't in the course of our conversation right. we don't need to list yeah. it like we yeah. could but we don't need to I would to. just love to by the end of that scene be able to accidentally 
trigger some thing for you again. Is right. Really just, just to push your buttons, you know, yeah. more and see how big of a scene we can make and target. You yeah. Know? I'm just picturing someone, like, stuffing your turkey now. Like, just <laughs> yeah, stuffing exactly. your turkey. Like, and, like, just like, oh, they're doing a cook, cooking <gasps> demo. You know, hands on your Wow, face. she is really going to town on that turkey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, that would be, that would be <laughs> just like, oh, no. Oh, oh the no. dog's waiting for me to drop another crumb. <laughs> Oh, he's so greedy. Get out of here, you know. <laughs> Look at that greedy mouth on that dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that's really, it's cool. Um, yeah, so, good. Uh, this has been, uh, this has been a really great, great conversation. I'm so happy that we finally got to. Thank you, yeah. Thanks finally for, got to for do having that. me on here. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not trying to not do it. I'm really excited to do Oh, that. I know. It's just, you know, scheduling can be tough. Yeah. This is a good one. I've, I've sort of inadvertently had a long holiday break, so this is, this will be like, episode one of volume three so okay, cool. I'm, I'm thrilled that, that it could be you so uh, awesome is there anything else that we missed that you wanted to talk about okay great thanks Jared really appreciate it